Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sans Pants Radio. Who the fuck is Gray Skull? And so I crossed on top with a blind bitch to get it all up. What's in my head? And I did it, did it, Hey, what's Pac-Man, everybody? Welcome to the Cynical Cartoons Podcast, where today I watched the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special to celebrate Christmas in July. I was joined by my friend Ian Schrank, who uses he-him pronouns. If you like this episode, please drop us a positive review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. And I'm on Twitter, at StopTweetingMia, if you want to go follow me there. Thanks for listening to Cynical Cartoons for another week. As always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm here if you need to talk. Yeah, that's right. We're doing our Christmas in July episode. We were going to watch The Grinch, the 2018 Illumination classic. It's not good. Why did you say classic? That immediate... It's a classic. It won an Oscar. Was it even... No, it wasn't nominated. For no. a second, I was no, about to No, of course to not. Uh, well, we watched it. We watched a bunch of it, and it was um. I probably watched a total of two minutes, and it's it's hard because I'll admit... I judged it from the first poster, and as soon as I heard the idea, the, you thought it was the very concept from the first of an illumination <laughs> Grinch with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent, like I judged it from the minute I heard it, and I guess I never really gave it a chance. But when I watched those two minutes, I was completely vindicated. It was exactly what I was expecting, and I was not happy with that. I mean, the really funny thing about Benedict Cumberbatch's Grinch and his American accent in general is that he sounds like every non-American guy that's ever done an American accent. (laughs) We used to live together and we literally knew somebody there that was from South Africa. And every time... We're getting very specific here. (laughs) Every time that we would go out with him and he would get drunk, he would start doing his American accent to people. Mm -hmm. And he would walk around and say, hi, I'm an American. Do you... Where do you think... What state do you think I'm from? I'm from America. Oh, gotcha. It wasn't a real (laughs) accent. No, I'm from right here. I'm from three blocks. I, I grew up three blocks down there. There was one night he was like, for an experiment, he was catering some event. And he said he was going to use his American accent all night. Oh, boy. And he was like, oh, it's so funny. People treat you different when they think you're American. And I'm like, (laughs) I think they thought something was wrong with you. (laughs) They thought you were having a stroke. They thought that you were a South African man (laughs) pretending to be American. So they treated you like an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. 
he's white, so we're allowed to say all of this about Yeah, him. exactly. Um, <laughs> we should have led with that. It's okay. He's white. Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, <laughs> Let's just do the version of what cynical cartoons would be like if we had actually watched that movie. Because I watched about 30 minutes. You watched about two, or two three. minutes. Yeah. And wow, I got to say. The shock ending where he just snaps and starts killing people was great. I thought they would have cut that out because, you know, originally it was NC-17, but they wanted it to play in some theaters. But I was amazed how much they left in. It was really incredible how he went from like, I'm going to steal Christmas. And then his heart shrunk four sizes and he said, I'm going to murder everybody. They put, he had to put down the dog. That's why. But that was humane. I was, I thought that was very tasteful how they did that. Uh, But it's really it was kind of like bold I am of legend, them to, ex- to explore it's sort the of a lore of, of I am legend. It's exactly like I am legend. I I thought this was going to be spoiler free, but yeah, it just turns <laughs> into I am legend halfway through, and not even like a recreation of it. It's literally the movie I am legend. They yeah. gave up. Yeah, I mean, it definitely got better at that point, but I thought that was one of the best twists that we would save for people to see it. It was just a weird to parody a ten year old movie. Mm-hmm. That like I guess is still culturally re- relevant. Like people still remember I Am Legend, but yeah, it's not like seven pounds. <laughs> do you yeah, remember that? Most culturally relevant. Oh, you're saying that's less culturally relevant. Yeah, I do remember Seven Pounds because that was the movie that introduced me to uh, Feeling Good, the Muse cover of the Nina Simone classic, which brought me around to listening to Nina Simone, who okay is the fucking incredible. So, I mean, I guess the movie can't really take credit for that, but it does have a place well, in your heart. it also brought me thing. around to Muse, which was very important to me as a 14-year-old. Yeah, so, that, that's important sure. to most 14-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special Can't you tell we're really excited to talk about the <laughs> Listen, He-Man She-Ra Christmas I am. special? This special has everything. It has a talking unicorn. <laughs> which That's really all it needs. It has Skeletor learning to love. Christmas and people. With my all-time favorite line, I don't like to feel good. I like to feel evil. That was the, what are we, some kind of suicide squad of this special. Right. The most iconic line. It has Orko. (laughs) Stop. It has... uh, Thunder thighs. So many thunder thighs. So much, and so many abs. No one skips leg day on, what's their planet? Celestia? So yeah, that's is that it. is that My Little Pony? I think that's this. I think this is definitely Wait, Celestia. now it really sounds My Little Pony. <laughs> what are the names Wait, of the Equestria? <laughs> Equestria. Okay, so this is definitely Wait, no. Celestia. Yeah. It has the monstroids and the mansheens, which is the most blatant like spin-off attempt of all time. Un- unless they were already a thing that's sort of crossing over here. I don't really know. Well, monstroids, I feel like I feel like that was completely a Transformers like knock, but not trying to rip them off, but like trying to say they're dumb. Because I think at some point someone said, that's absurd. A robot that transforms into a... There was like a very blatant line saying how dumb this concept was. No, it wasn't even that they were dumb. It was that She-Ra turns to her unicorn, Swifty, and says, robots that transform? How devious. 
Like, <laughs> they're no, it's evil. It's not even dumb. It's how yeah. devious. It's like, Transformers suck, and also they're evil. Don't play with them. While we're on that topic, I guess I'm not really familiar with the lore of She-Ra. Has her pony always been possessed by Dr. Claw? Like, that really threw me when out of nowhere. <laughs> how devious. Like, because it's, you've seen the ponies several times at this point. It's 20 minutes in, and it has not spoken. It looks very feminine. I expected it to be a girl unicorn. It has like rainbow wings and a horn and it, it looks very soft. And then suddenly it starts I talking be and soft. it's like this. <laughs> it's like basically Charlie the Unicorn. It's like, hey, uh, what, what are we doing here, Dora? Are we finding the kids? Or are we, are we fighting oh, the Christ, robots? Oh, Christ, it's Candy Mountain again. The monstroids <laughs> are going to Candy Mountain. But the thing is, is that watching this is really incredible because it is just a lot of fun, but it really showcases just how little I know about the the He-Man lore. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't really watch the show as a kid. You know, like I would watch it when it came on when I was in college. It would just like sort of play on reruns or I'd watch it on YouTube because I was curious. And I've seen a few episodes of the new She-Ra reboot on Netflix, which is really fun. But like watching this, I was like, are these two like always, cro- like is she... In his show, I don't really know what's going on at all. I'll admit, most of my knowledge of He-Man comes from the Four Non-Blondes meme video. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I do think I know that they don't usually cross over. They're supposed to be brother and sister, but they never really appear on each other's shows. So this must have been a big deal to put the characters together. Right. Like, for whatever This is definitely a ratings boost for She-Ra. They needed it. Mm -hmm. I mean... Is his name Prince Adam Lannister? Because uh, there's some definite incesty vibes going on here between him <laughs> and She-Ra. Adora and Adam? Gross. Yeah. It's... Like, I did not know they were brother and sister. I thought that they were dating for a while. And then he's like, come here, You're sister. You're my I'm favorite like, sister. Ugh, gross. And, I mean, it's nice that they're affectionate. They always hug goodbye and things like this. But then they just stay very close together. Yeah, they talk. They're they're both close talkers, and it's kind of disturbing. I mean, I guess it's a family trait, but it's it's one of those families you go, oh, and like you look away. So Celestia is a weird place. <laughs> Everyone there is ripped. Uh, Everyone there is so ripped. And they have such detailed legs. My yeah. God, those, the calves really blew me away. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's a real asset of this show is that, yes, the animators were very horny for She-Ra. Mm-hmm. They were also very horny for Adam and Man-at-Arms and Adam's mom and his dad. Like, they were horny for everybody. Skeletor yeah. is fucking ripped. It's like, you're made of bones. Where did all this muscle come from? My last note that I took watching it was I would literally die for Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> He's a beautiful Big man. fan. Yeah. Beautiful man. He's great. But yeah, I mean, the show is so horny. And it really just shines through as like some exceptional 80s horndogness. And I love that everyone has a slutty outfit. My favorite was the shirtless man with the Optimus Prime helmet with an elephant elephant trunk. trunk. Yeah, that was Like, I didn't know that fetish existed, but oh my God, I need to find out the name and study the people who watch it. Yeah, I mean, Celestia is very Mad Max, like Mm -hmm. in its makings. It's like Mad Max with... A very gay aesthetic, which I really appreciate. Which also sounds like a great movie pitch right there. Oh, that'd be so good. I mean, that's the really funny thing about like 
80s Saturday morning cartoons, especially in 80s culture in general, is that it was all so, so, so gay. Mm-hmm. And everybody was terrified of gay people and hated them so much. <laughs> I feel like there was no intentional gay subtext in He-Man, but like... Mm-hmm. It, now it that's all it across. is. Yeah. That's just the text now. Yeah. So yeah, this is the Christmas special. This is the episode which is all about... Judeo-Christian Christmas. It's all about the love of Jesus Christ and how that makes us want presents. I really thought they were going to be celebrating the same holiday from the Star Wars Christmas special. So oh, that'd be good. Christmas, Life day. When, I thought, when Christmas itself came up, I w- that was a turn. That'd be so good if Chewbacca showed and <laughs> like his family, itchy and lumpy. It's and- just his family. None of the real <laughs> Star Wars cast, but all the characters. They are. Intro- They're canonical for sure. I mean, it's so weird just how, like, Christmassy this is. Like, I knew that it was going to be a Christmas special. I didn't know that they were just going to, like, find two Earth kids that were going to explain to every single character in excruciating detail in what Christmas is all one-on-one sessions. Like, mm-hmm. right off the bat, Orko's just like, does anyone know what Christmas is all about? They're like, ooh, yeah, yeah, that's us, that's us. Linus comes in and says, I can tell you, Orko. Lights, please. And goes through the entire <laughs> Jesus tale. <laughs> And that's the weird thing is they're not just like, yeah, Christmas is about like family and togetherness. They start off like, well, a long time ago, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, was born in Bethlehem. It's like the nativity story to Orko and then to Skeletor and then to Adam. And it's like, all right, we fucking get it. You kids love Christmas. We get it. (laughs) Fuck. Have you seen the Ed, Ed and Eddie Christmas special? No. It's actually very funny. Well, I thought so as a kid, and I'm sure it holds up. I was surprised how sort of uh, biblical that one was, too. Mm. But at no point does anyone just start preaching stuff about it. Uh, I think Eddie falls into, like, a barn, and then three wise men show up, and then Double D's dressed as an angel and starts hanging from the ceiling, and it just becomes the nativity scene. They pause for a second, then move on with the episode. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that there is a way to do holiday specials and make it religious and have that be fine. Like, the Rugrats have done, like... 40 episodes about mm-hmm. Judaism, and that's fine. Yeah. Like, they just tell stories from they the Old Testament. had a Kwanzaa episode, too. Yeah. The Simpsons does it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Charlie Brown, like I've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was pretty in your face, but at the time, people were like, wow, a Charlie Brown cartoon, that was enough to get people excited. But so the main thrust of this episode is that Orko steals He-Man's ship. I don't know what they were planning on doing with this ship. It's for interplanetary travel. No, I, I believe it It was to spy on Skeletor. Oh, that's right. He's got, like, drone technology. <laughs> it's essentially... He's like, <laughs> surveillance state it's He-Man. It's pretty much, you know, the whole part in The Dark Knight where yes, Batman takes over everyone's part. phones mm-hmm. and then Morgan Freeman is upset and walks out on him. He-Man was going to do that completely unchallenged, <laughs> which I think it's finally time to dive into how totalitarian he-man and all of celestial to be honest is i think skeletor might be the good guy here no. fighting for freedom so orko just kind of jar jar binks his way through this entire situation which is always fun like i love somebody who just like like buster keaton or charlie chaplin just kind of like buffoons his way through a situation and either saves the day or fucks things up that's always fun yeah it's relatable content like that that really makes me connect with the series right like that time that you got inside of my rocket ship and accidentally flew yourself away to another planet abducted two children brought them home had them 
abducted by our arch nemesis Skeletor. But then we I'm all E-Man, learned about Orko. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so. Like yeah, Mia, we I, didn't celebrate <laughs> Christmas before then, and now I guess I saved the day. Yeah, you, you made can us all call Christians. me Senator John Jart. <laughs> you converted us all to Christianity. So he just kind of like gets inside the ship, flies off to Earth, abducts these two children, and then they're abducted from him by by Skeletor. What's the timeline here? He I, brings them back to Celestia from Earth. He steals them. No, it was He Man tries to save. Orko and takes the children too because I guess they just didn't realize there were children there. There's the guy, the mustache dude from the meme. Man at arms. Yes. Of course. He has this great, like, big interdimensional laser that he can only power with special crystals not found on his planet, even though he designed it. And once they get the crystal to bring Orko back, the crystal has to recharge. Because they only got one, so they're like, oh, we abducted you, but you're going to have to stay here for a few days. But it's fine, there'll be a party. And the children literally say, oh, then that's okay then. <laughs> right. They don't care that like they're away from their family on Christmas. Obviously, this is a horrible home environment. Yeah. Because when they do go back at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, they got back to their family at the end of the episode. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> their family just like could not give a shit where they were at. Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, mom and dad, we went off to this planet and we got a hover thing and we fought a skeleton man and and their parents are like, yeah, you can tell us about it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We're going to do press. And it's like, those parents don't want to know what horrible thing just happened to their children. They don't care enough to care. And it's like, this entire episode is, is in the middle of like the child abduction frenzy of the 1980s. Like America was obsessed with kids being kidnapped. Was it right before it, or did this inspire it? I mean, this like is- <laughs> people saw this and they're like, "Oh my god, child abductions! I want to learn more." And then the news is like, "Well, we got to tell them more about it because of the He Man Shira Christmas special." No, yes. this was 1987, so this was like deep in the shit. Got like it. kids were going missing, everybody was afraid. This episode just does not acknowledge any of that, and it's like He Man and his family are just gonna like take the kids. Yeah, and it's really funny. You mentioned that Man in Arms was talking about like his incredibly rare power source that he powers this rocket ship with, and you made a really funny joke when we were watching it, where you were like, "Why did he make it to be run <laughs> on this technology?" Because he says, oh, "I have this ship, but we don't have any of the power <laughs> yeah. source of this planet. It's like it runs on unobtainium." <laughs> I hate that I know that <laughs> reference, but it's fine. Moving on. And it's like, yeah, you have these dumb little hover bikes that you get on. You can fly all the way around the planet. Like, Skeletor has a ship that he flies around in. Everybody has spaceships. Everybody has all this shit. You can't have found, like, another power source to run this device. It's insane. There's got to be something else. Because, like, they used a ship to get there. Which, also, I do have some questions about Celestia and its relationship to Earth. Oh, sure. Early on, they're talking about, I think He-Man and She-Ra must be twins. Yeah, yeah, they Because they were celebrating their birthday. And their mom is from Earth, so their mom knows about Christmas. And their dad is like, oh, thanks, honey, for teaching me about all of your Earth customs. Yeah, it was something like that, because I guess I assumed there was no more Earth, because she was talking (laughs) all about Earth, and he's like, oh, what was that? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's really a situation of like, is he royalty that went to Earth and abducted her all the way they abducted these kids, but decided to keep her for some reason? Or is this a situation where she was like an astronaut that got stranded on Celestia? Because Earth does not know about these people, and these people don't know about Earth culture. 
So it's not like he went there, fell in love with her, learned about Earth culture, and then they both decided to go to Celestia. I assumed it was completely Kurt Russell from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He just impregnated her and left? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously she's there, so he's not completely Kurt Russell from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Well, he came and got her when she had the kids. Got it. I can't tell if that's better or worse. I don't know. No, it's all horrible. Like, no matter how the situation is. like, I will out, be a dad, but I'm not going to stick around for the pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus, twins. Bye. I'll yeah. be back in nine months. Skeletor's plot here is really weird. Skeletor works for another higher up. I don't really know who that is. I don't know if that's someone from She-Ra or someone from He-Man or just in the Christmas special, Evil Cloud Guy. Oh, that's fair. He makes, like, a replacement, or he, like... Finds a replacement Skeletor, kind of. He's like, Skeletor, you've kind of uh, fucked this one up one too many times, so I'm going to bring in my buddy. This is my cousin Hordak. <laughs> Hordak is Skeletor 2.0. He's better than you every way. And, uh, and I'm from Texas. <laughs> he has a great accent. And do you think that they're setting up Hordak to be a big antagonist in the She-Ra canon? Or do you think that he's just a one-off character? Well, I think he's already the villain in She-Ra, because it must be going for a while at this point. Sure, because I think that she has, like, female villains. Doesn't she have, like, Catra or something like that? You haven't seen She-Ra, you don't know. I know a little bit about it. I don't know anything about Catra from the original uh, She-Ra. I do know Hordak's the main bad guy. Sure, representative of the patriarchy makes sense. Yeah, exactly. It was a very thought-provoking series. I mean, it's weird because... Everything circling around She-Ra here is very sexist, and she's very sexualized, and it's good that they updated it. This still feels empowering to me. Mm-hmm. Like, something about... The, like, my, my cover art on the podcast is now, like, sort of a little bit modeled after mm-hmm. She-Ra's stance in the show. He-Man, when he transforms from Adam to He-Man, has this thing where he says, I have the power! Very but, nice. But she says, I am She-Ra! Just so you don't forget who she is. Do you think that there were She-Ra toys that said when you pressed a button on the back, I am She-Ra? Probably, but I also, I don't know, I was going to say my general knowledge of the toys that tied into cartoons is that they were very cheap and probably didn't have voice activation, but I don't know that that's based on anything. That's That's one of those things you say and you don't question where am I getting this fact from. Well, the whole thing with He-Man was that it was actually an upcoming toy line Mm -hmm. that they just said, like, hey, make a cartoon about this real quick so that we can pump out the toys and have something to tie in with it. So you think the toys are probably better quality then? No. No. (laughs) No, not at all. But that was just something that I knew about He-Man. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One thing I wanted to talk about is that Early on, they introduce all these, like, henchmen for Skeletor. And I'm like, oh, are these the characters from the show? I guess I don't know them as well. All of them just had one, insufferable voices. 
two. They had the main pilot had two heads, and they kept arguing with each other. And I'm like, it was very Phantom Menacey. Is this the first time this character shown up? Because they're <laughs> acting like they've never made this joke before. I thought they must have just been for this special because then it's like, where's our parachutes? What parachutes? And he kicks them out of the ship and they fall to their deaths. <laughs> Which, again, I would die for Skeletor. This man is amazing. Right. It cuts to the next episode and you're sitting in the control room. You're the new like pilot. And you're like, yeah, um, I guess that this is the go button. I guess that whatever I press will be the go button because the animation sort of... Only gives me one button to press. (laughs) (laughs) And everything is you pressing that. I did just have to say, one of the henchmen's voice really stood out to me because I couldn't understand anything he was saying. (laughs) That's a common theme among Skeletor's crew. They all sound like they've been chain smoking for 30 years. And also this weird effect on it that sounds like a meme from 2019. Oh, yeah? He literally sounds like a meme. It sounds like this. That's literally what the character sounded like. I do love Shira's transformation song. This this show is just full of like 80s power ballads and things like that. There was a lot of singing in this episode that I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> Man at Arms, I think, plays a song on his lute. No, that was a different mustache ab guy oh no that was Bo. you're right yeah that was shira's friend Bo. he's like here's my new christmas song and then these other characters start singing his new song that he allegedly just wrote then and the whole time i'm thinking was there a tie-in soundtrack for this special because it sounds like it would have been one of those soundtracks that's it's on vinyl but it's one of those you have to cut out the back of a cereal box (laughs) We would so find then you it. have to buy cereal <laughs> to get the album. We would find it at like some weird record store. I would hold it up to Reed and be like, "What, Reed, why did they make this? And Reed would <laughs> stare at me and walk away. <laughs> and then you'd be like, hold on, take pictures, send it to me, put it on Twitter. Put it on Twitter, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> so, and then in like a day, you're like, no, I'm going to go back and buy it. And you walk two miles to Goodwill to get it. And it's it, it'd still be there. So they kidnap the kids. Orko kidnaps the kids. He-Man kidnaps the kids. Skeletor takes the kids from them. It's basically a game of football. Oh, it's because the evil cloud guy that Skeletor works for... Wants um, to destroy ...is Christmas. threatened by the spirit of Christmas yes. emanating from the two Earth children. Yes. So they're going to destroy Christmas, which I guess means kidnapping the kids and murdering them. Just yeah. lopping those heads off. Yeah. Classic evil cloud guy. Why not just send them He does it all the time to- in the regular He-Man. Why not just send them back to Earth? Honestly. Because they don't have the crystals from the other planet. <laughs> That's true. Man at arms. <laughs> so Skeletor takes them off to the Fright Zone. <laughs> That's I, what he made I hate that you it. know the name. <laughs> yeah. And then sort of gets stranded with the kids and has to like walk with them through the snow. Also, they have their little uh, dog friend. I don't know what his name was. Oh, there's this like robot dog that looks like a dog wearing a helmet. Yeah, but that's was just it, his head. Yeah, it's just, oh, that's after they meet the robots. There's so much going on. We can't tackle everything. It's just the robots to me look like if you told your mom, oh, I really like Mega Man. And she goes and finds like a comic book with these characters on it, thinks that's pretty much Mega Man and buys yeah. it for you. And you're like, Okay, thanks, Mom. (laughs) This is Mega Man now, okay. (laughs) They all look like what your mom thinks Mega Man looks like. (laughs) 
Skeletor here has the most incredible arc mm-hmm. where he goes from man who wants to decapitate these children to destroy the spirit of Christmas to Christmas loving good guy by the end. Maybe. I love that his like magical staff has the power to create fur coats for everyone. Right. Like it's a very specific power, but I think he uses it in every episode of He-Man too. He finds a reason to give someone a nice coat, like a nice LL Bean coat. <laughs> I mean, his powers seem kind of like ubiquitous. Why doesn't he just get rid of the snow? <laughs> Honestly, he can make it warmer because out. Because it's evil. And he's so reluctant, but you can tell he's a good guy at heart. Because he makes the nice coats for the two children. Right. And then I'm like, oh, is he going to make a little coat for the puppy? He cuddles the puppy, <laughs> but the whole time says, I do not like this. Yeah. And it's like like the kids are, are so... They love Skeletor more than anyone else on Celestia. The kids are a couple little fucking sycophants, honestly. They have Stockholm Syndrome so quickly. Like, he kidnaps them to murder them, and then immediately they're like, oh, thank you, Mr. Skeletor, you're very kind. And he's like, I'm not kind. But the problem is that, yes, it's Stockholm Syndrome, but they have standards. They didn't fall for Orko. They did not fall for He-Man. That's true. Orko has no class Mm -hmm. and no charm, and Skeletor has all of it. Yeah. Skeletor has so many moments in this movie where he like learns the true meaning of Christmas and loves it so much and starts smiling. And you're like, you are a giant ripped skeleton, man. (laughs) Stop smiling. Skeletons don't smile. This is not good. (laughs) I like when there's some time at the end when the day is saved and the kids immediately go to Skeletor to say, yes, we did it. And then He-Man's like, step away from them. And they're like, no, Skeletor helped us. And then he's immediately like, oh, really? Okay. Do you think that He-Man's just given Skeletor so many chances? It's like Batman and the Joker, and he's constantly like, well, Skeletor, are you ready to learn the error of your ways? And he's like, no! <laughs> he runs away out the door, turns off the light switch, and everybody is like, where'd he go? I know I you'll know. turn good someday. We gotta get those drones up to spy on Skeletor. Because... <laughs> 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 Presumably, after this, they rebuild the drone system to constantly survey him. I mean, my question is, does this episode end with Skeletor becoming good? Is this like the end of He-Man? Or is this just the episode where he learns about Christmas and every year he like comes back to celebrate Christmas in Celestia? He probably every year comes back to celebrate Christmas. It's like that song... Uh... The one about Snoopy in World War One, and he and the Red Baron say Merry Christmas to each other and stop shooting at each other. Mm-hmm. You know that song? Because I sound really crazy if you don't. It's literally about Snoopy as a fighter pilot in the war. Okay, I don't know that song. I didn't know I knew that, but it all just sort of came out at once. Also, this is really important that um, it's not Celestia, it's Eternia. And Celestia is a character from My Little Pony. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is trapped in the deep recesses of my mind. Then do they live on Equestria? Because I thought that was in yeah, My they, Little they, Pony. No, they live on Equestria for sure. When are we doing My Little Pony? We're n- you oh never. Boy. You don't want to say never. No, it's su- it's such a deep shame of mine that I did watch that show when I was like 14 or 15. I mean, mm-hmm. it was fun. Yeah. It was a fun show that's been hijacked by a toxic fan base. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> That's never happened to anything else I've ever liked. Never. But there was a time 
two of my friends in high school really liked the new My Little Pony, and then I just wanted to be an ass, and I'm like, nah, the 1980s My Little Pony is my favorite. <laughs> and I made them all sit through the first episode of it, which I had never seen before, but I, I'm very good at keeping up annoying bits. So I kept acting like I knew the lore, and I'd make stuff up, and they just got really pissed off with me. Right. The ending of this episode is just four kidnappers fighting over the orphans they kidnapped and trying to fight over who's going to get they them. They are not the orphans. They're not orphans. They do have parents. Yet. The parents don't care about them very much. Mm-hmm. They are one more step away from their parents just running off and never coming back. Yeah. Honestly. That's it. I mean, Skeletor dies momentarily and is just brought back by like the power of Christmas and puppies licking his face. Like... Wait, really? I don't yeah. remember him dying. No, that happens. <laughs> I don't know if he dies, dies, or if he's just like knocked out, and I'm like, oh, Skeletor's dead. No, he's not. He's fine. Mm-hmm. He's fine. Oh, man, I guess that does explain that whole funeral sequence for Skeletor. I was like not sure what was going on, but then as soon as they put the grave down, you see like the dust start to move, and it cuts to black, and I'm like, oh, he's coming back. <laughs> yeah. So. My favorite part of that was when uh, He-Man sang Ave Maria. <laughs> But then he came back and, like, there was clearly something up with his upper lip. Like, Skeletor must have had a mustache or something while they were shooting that. Right. Well, my favorite part was when he was inside the coffin. You could hear from inside. (laughs) And he prays. (laughs) I think that's almost everything. (laughs) He-Man calls Adora young lady at one point when he's dressed up like Santa Claus. And it's disgustingly sexual. I didn't like that one bit. Um, I didn't like any of the screen time they share. <laughs> you just like Skeletor. Yeah, He's your favorite part of He-Man, and understandably so. I loved it. Well, the other thing that I don't even know if this is worth bringing up because anyone who's listening who knows the answer is probably like, what an idiot doesn't know the lore. Who are their identities secret from? I'm oh, not sure. clear on Skeletor. That. Just Skeletor. He's the only one that doesn't know, and he's constantly <laughs> like, hey, so man-at-arms. <laughs> Were you hanging out with uh, Tim the other day? He's like, it wasn't Tim. He's he's following this like skinny dude named Tim. He's trying to make his own drone system that's just like really shoddy. (laughs) He's like, I'll figure it out someday. All the the drones have two heads and they argue with each other. (laughs) Oh boy. So So the little kids go back to their home. Their parents don't care about where they've been. They're like... Go but to they bed, can fly now. Shit. Yeah, and they hover to their bed, and the parents are like, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> and that sucked. Their parents were not concerned about them at all, and I'm like, they might have just been better off in Eternia. I yeah. get why they didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Skeletor was so kind to them. I, w- I hope that eventually they go back to Skeletor, or Skeletor just finally adopts them, like takes them to court, gets them exonerated from their parents. <laughs> in conclusion... The Grinch 2018 was not my favorite iteration of the story, but... The 30 minutes that I watched were not the worst Illumination movie. Mm -hmm. It was also not the best Illumination movie. It was certainly an Illumination... The best Illumination movie. The Minions movie, honestly. That's not Better than Despicable Me. It's better than Despicable Me. It's so much better than Despicable Me. Just without the pretense of having to care about these characters, it's literally just gags for like an hour and a half. It's great. It's a great movie. Really? It's great. I haven't seen any of them. I hate every Illumination movie. So it's not like I'm saying it's really that good of a movie. It's just better than all the other shit they put out. I guess that's fair. What else have they done? They did Sing. 
Um, is that their whole catalog? They did the Lorax. With Zac Efron and Taylor Swift, right? And Danny DeVito, and yeah. And Danny DeVito. My favorite thing about that movie was that there was a car commercial with the Lorax. He was like, here's a car that's good for the trees. It runs on Lorax snuffle puff energy. And then I'm like, what is this? This is like an SUV. What are you saying this is good for the environment in such a vague way that you don't actually have to do anything legally binding? You're just saying it's good for the snagglepuss trees. Ian, is this better than the Star Wars holiday special? Would you rather watch this or that this holiday season? I'd probably have to say this. Um, There's no uncomfortable scene of a Wookiee looking at softcore porn. There's, but those are the good parts. There's no Boba Fett. There's no Boba Fett. That's true. The introduction of Boba Fett (laughs) in the Star Wars Holiday Special was that his introduction. Yeah, and they thought that he was a good guy, and then they learned that he was actually evil. That's really funny. Yeah, Uh I watch the Star Wars Holiday Special every Christmas, but I think I might have to throw this on the pile this year. Yeah, this was really fun. This was. It's a good time. You've got action. You've got romance uh you've got skeletor which essentially the boba fett of this universe like if i liked boba fett like Mm -hmm. if i was one of those fans who thought he was the coolest skeletor would be him you've got the manchines you've got the monstroids you've got swifty was that the name of the pony yeah swifty was the name of the it's a unicorn he has it, wings and a horn. Yes, he's a unicorn. Maybe in, he's a pony. Maybe he's a pony before he changes. But that's really his true form, right? But yeah, I just want more content with Swifty, so I'm probably <laughs> gonna check out the new Shira. Yeah, yeah, he's got big thirty thirty horse energy from Brave Star the Legend, which you should definitely watch. That's a good one. He's a he's a robot horse that runs around on his hind legs with a shotgun. He's fucking sick. He's so good. And it's the same horse. Wow, they did a lot in the eighties. Ian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast this week. Me and you hosted a podcast called Soundtrash, which people can check out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever they like to listen to podcasts. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Ian Schrank. I sometimes post content, and sometimes it's even good. You can find me at Stop Tweeting Me on Twitter. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant, and I'm here if you need to talk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.